0: Welcome to episode 71 of the What Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, a TV show, an anime, a manga, a comic book, an audio podcast, the only kind of podcast there is. I mean, I guess there's video podcasts. When we say podcast, we mean the one you just plain old listen to. Anything, <laughs> any of those things, we could exactly. cover it here. I am Melissa Wilkinson, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kyle
1: Springer. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today, Kyle? I am pretty good. I'm cold. That's why I have you on a sweatshirt. cold. Yeah, it's not. It's not even cold in our house. It's just me. I'm. I'm. I'm cold. So here I am, being cold.
0: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're watching this on the video feed, you will see Kyle's wearing an entire full hoodie, and I'm wearing uh, just a tank top and sweatpants.
1: I have on sweatpants. Oh, you no, you're all bundled up. See that? Yep.
0: You're all cozy.
1: All bundled up and cozy.
0: Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. It is a fine summer weekend out here for me. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I went to the small press expo in town. Ooh. Because one of my find friends.
1: Any c- c- cool zines?
0: I saw plenty of zines, but I didn't have a lot of money, so I was scared to pick them up and look at them because I knew I couldn't buy them. Aww. So I just walked around nervously with like my hands neatly folded so that I wouldn't... <laughs> give anybody the impression that i was going to pay them because i couldn't oh. i just went so my friend could oh well. connect with other local artists so she's talking and i'm just standing there like mm-hmm. politely nervously yes. nodding mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks for taking me <laughs> Yes. Yeah. like oh this is good i feel bad that i can't buy any of these things so i'd better not touch them or look at them too hard or else they'll think i am going to buy them so that was that my yesterday
1: fun. Sounds fun. What are we talking about today, Melissa?
0: Today our topic is a movie. This is a recent sci-fi horror movie. This is from 2018. This is Annihilation.
2: Dum, dum, dum. It's directed
0: by Alex Garland, and this stars uh, Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac and other people, but I believe they were the ones who had the biggest faces on the poster.
1: Tessa Thompson is also in this
0: She's good. Benedict Wong is
1: in it. He was a fun surprise. Lots of people. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. This is based off of a book of the same name by Jeff Vandermeer. Yes. Apparently, from what I read, it's a case of they made the movie before the books were actually done. Yes. Uh, So it's not really based off of the books. But it's no. kind of got maybe the same starting point.
0: Yes, it's a it's based off the general theme and concepts and beginning character archetypes of the book. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, and then it goes its own route. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I had never seen this film. It was one Me that I, I I saw the trailers of and i was interested Mm -hmm. in because one it's sci-fi two i really like natalie portman Mm -hmm. Um, and it seemed good but it like i just never went to go see it i don't know why um but i picked it this way when you pitched it because I had heard very polarizing things about mm. this film. It's one that you either really love and you think it's fantastic, or you're just like this is fucking awful. <laughs> uh, so I I I I thought I would pick it for that of just like yeah. if it's gonna be polarizing, I would love to to sit here and talk a bit about it.
0: Yeah, the three pitches I gave you were this, uh, Edge of Tomorrow slash Live Die Repeat, and Moon. And the other two movies I've heard consistently very good things about. And this one, maybe just because it was the newest of all three, I had the least amount of idea what it was about. Like I cool. didn't, I couldn't figure out how it was playing out. What really happened in this movie? Besides, nature got weird, and these scientists go look at it. <laughs> I mean, I'm very yeah. happy you picked this one.
1: <laughs> that's that's kind of it so the plot for for people who, yes. who might not have seen it yet um, or I, I guess the the basic synopsis not the entire mm-hmm. plot uh, mm-hmm. um is yeah natalie P- P- portman is this doctor she is a biology uh she seems to be studying cancer cells and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh and i Yes, at some point in the film, I think it says three years prior, there's a meteor that yeah. that, that hits uh, the 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 earth or something hits the the earth. and mm-hmm. then things start to change in the area around it. Uh, and it starts slowly expanding, and people notice it because there is this shimmer to. yeah, which is also it's like what they
0: the- call it. The whole area is trapped under, like, an iridescent kind of morphing
1: soap bubble. Yeah, it looks like an oil oil, oil spill, but just like if it was a giant bubble. Yes. Uh, So that thing is happening, and they are experimenting on it. They've sent teams in to go figure out what it is, and they don't come back.
0: No, nothing comes back out of there. They have, like, no... Records. If it goes in, nothing comes out. Yeah, uh,
1: but the story really kind of begins when Natalie Portman, who has been a widow for the past yeah 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 year, yeah, her husband's
0: um, uh, in the military and went off on some super secret mission and didn't come back, and she hasn't been able to get any information about exactly. where he was or if he truly is dead or not.
1: Yeah, and all of a sudden he shows up. Yep, and he seems very different and yeah. she's like i did something's weird here I don't, I don't know what's going on so yeah so then then things start to go wrong in her world too and there's a bunch of military people they get kidnapped and all that stuff so that's ha- how it all starts uh and then natalie portman uh she's she doesn't lead the team, but she is a member of a team that uh, goes in to investigate, and it's an mm. all-woman team.
0: Yeah, they're all scientists. Yeah. Like, one of them brings up, oh, hey, we're all ladies, and the other one's like, hey, we're all scientists of some kind.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Which is nice.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that kind of about covers it for, like, yeah. the synopsis. Of the film, weird things are happening in the shimmer.
0: Very weird things, and the movie—it's, you know, we've got the kind of shimmery, iridescent rainbow effect. There's lots of mutations to like the flora and fauna of the area. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the trailer, like what I remembered from it was like all these weird flowers and these like kind of eerie-looking and... mutated deer. Yeah, yeah it's a—it's a really pretty movie. And I mean that word pretty, not just like, oh, those are well-done visuals. Those are very vivid and well-designed. Like, no, it's bright colors and flowers. Mm-hmm. It's pretty.
1: Yeah. At, at least at times. Mm-hmm. Are, oh, it's times also very horrifying weird. in other times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exa- and that's, exactly.
0: That's what I really liked about it. I am on the the plus side for this movie. All, everything it did, like, really worked on me. It was a lot of my specific
1: brand of nice. horror and sci-fi. Nice, uh, yeah. I, like, I, I, I kind of forgot that this was a kind of sci-fi horror. film. Yeah. It's I, I, I don't think I would classify it as a horror film, but it definitely has certain elements of that. Um, and I think they do it really well. Like yeah. to the point where, like, I, I just want to sit there and watch the thing. mm Hmm. Um, overall, though, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still chewing o- 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 on it, though. I don't. It's a like, very chewy film. Yeah, like I, I think this is the polarizing thing. Like I liked it, but I also mm-hmm. don't know if I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, is 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 that even p- p- possible? Just like I. I, yeah, like I, 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 it's the, the last like 10, 15 minutes of the film where I'm just Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah. What
1: is going on here?
0: It's a, it's an oddball ending for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, not to say too much about it before our our spoiler break, but like the majority of the end of the movie is silent for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, there's no dialogue
1: there's some sound effects and stuff yeah it's not yeah it's not like silent silent,
0: but, silent. But yeah, yeah there's no dialogue like to like kind of help you out you just really have to look at everything and just try and read it purely visually
1: yeah yeah so it's it's an interesting film for sure i would say check it out yeah um, it's on hulu exactly it's very yeah, easy to get guys can watch it very easily mm-hmm uh, let's see. Let's see. I guess we should do housekeeping and then get into the spoiler stuff. Yeah. Sounds good to you.
0: Plus, we'd like to let you know that if you are listening to this as a podcast, you should know it is also a video feed. We yeah. live stream this. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter for patreon.com slash the whatnots for just a dollar, you can get access to the live streams of this show. Or later on, we do put the videos up on YouTube. Go to our YouTube page subscribe to us, you know, watch Mm -hmm. the videos, see our our beautiful faces. (laughs) Very beautiful, we promise. (laughs)
1: Um on top of that we also have a three dollar Here, Mm -hmm. you guys can get some exclusive content. We have a number of exclusive episodes of the review show, where we have covered everything from the X Files to Batman Beyond to seventeen thousand seven hundred seventy-six, which is this like multimedia. Narrative thing, it's fantastic. You guys should check it <laughs> mm-hmm. out. Uh, we did one recently on some Superman st- stories. Yeah. There's a Superman comic, uh, Superman Annual Number 11, uh, written by Alan Moore with art by Dave Gibbons. Uh, and there was an a- 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 animated a- adaption of that specific comic in Justice League Unlimited, Episode Two. So, we did a mm-hmm. compare and con- contrast. Uh, With that one. So you guys should go check it out. Yeah. And then we do have other
0: podcasts here on the network. Uh, The review show, you know, because you are listening to it right now. Last week, our episode was about a shoujo romance manga called I'm in Love. And it's the end of the world about this girl who believes that she is destined to always have bad luck. So when there's a cute boy at school who likes her, she's terrified that this means Doom is around the corner because you cannot possibly be allowed to have that much good luck without something terrible happening to balance it out. Exactly. A really neat concept. And then we also have another podcast in the network, the Captain's Log. This is our weekly just sort of chat show. No specific topic. This is just me and Kyle. Hang out. Bringing nonsense to each other.
1: And we had the Curious Case of the cautious Poop We did. It was a recent episode, (laughs) (laughs) so you guys should go check out that. Uh, We also have one more podcast, uh, which is the Reactor Core, Mm and our most recent episode of that. I got to talk to Melissa here all about Money Heist. Yeah, a Netflix show. Uh, It's a Spanish crime drama where they. Uh, basically rob the mint of Spain. We got to talk about uh, all three of the... Or I, I, yeah, I guess the first yeah, three, three seasons of, of that show, because that's all that's out right now. So, yeah. Good stuff. You guys should go check it out. I think...
0: Yeah, that covers
1: it. That's about all for keeping the house. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to keep the house. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. We don't have to live in a tent. Right. (laughs) Um, So let us get into spoilers. If you have not seen Mm -hmm. Annihilation yet, uh, go watch it. We mentioned that it is on Hulu, and then you guys can come back and listen to this or watch this at your leisure. Spoilers, that's the social media button. That's not the one that I want to do. They're both important. Yeah, Follow us on social medias. Uh, let's get into spoilers, though. Mm-hmm. All right, here we are. In here we are.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> The flashing lights and noises have passed.
1: Yes. They. They. They have. Uh. So, I. I. I think I want to start out with talking about the visual effects. Of yes this film because i i think they're very memorable uh that being said there were some of them that i didn't like what didn't you like uh so i, well, I i'll first say that i really liked the shimmer effect and mm-hmm. when, when, when they are looking at the thing it looks fantastic when they are inside of it i think the lighting effects look fantastic yeah. Um, but it's the few scenes before they go in when they are outside of it and they're like, it's, it's still like outside, but it's outside mm-hmm. of the shimmer as well. And there's just so much post <laughs> production on this thing. Like to the point where it like, it just seems fake mm. if that makes like that doesn't look like real lighting effects. That's not how light reacts on the windows of a building or this Mm. stuff. It's just like there's too many lens flares. There's too many this. There's too many that. It just, like, it looks like they – I mean, yeah, because, like, there's – this is not like a big marvel movie where they have to have like 1300 characters all in cgi and and <laughs> stuff like that like they yeah they they have some cgi stuff but it's not much mm-hmm. so a lot of the budget of this could go into the effects and i think they really put it in there and for the most p- part it worked out fantastically but there's just something like it, it's like weird yellow tints. Like it, It's it's things uh, that I, I feel like I would see on a sci-fi original, like a, the, the, the yeah, sci-fi channel. Yeah, or like channel. that
0: period of film in like the mid-2000s where everybody got too into like color correction. Yeah, yeah. And we just had a lot of
1: blue movies for a while. It, yeah, it's like really intense blue blues and like y- yellow skies and st- it's just like that I, I, I don't like i get it it's a sci-fi film but you don't I you think don't it to kind
0: of make sense here because they figure out that this shimmer acts like a prism and it refracts things and i guess yeah i could see how it doesn't only refract things within it but outside of it i can see how like that makes sense you know for like a half a mile outside this big bubble you still get like oh the air looks weird around
1: here that's not what color the sky is but see if 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 they had brought that up that yes. would be fine but they don't mention that like it they just do their own thing <laughs> uh i don't know why but i think our youtube stream is not doing so well right now huh. um but um yeah like it it happens like inside of the houses and stuff to every now and then. Mm It's just like, why, why does this need to be a thing? I I just, I don't know. Like, I, I I felt like I would have liked those scenes better if it looked more normal. If if, if that makes like, it almost took me out of it to just say like, it's a sci-fi film. And I'm just like, I know (laughs) You, you don't have to say that. You don't have to do this. Um, but besides that, I think it, it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I Because when they're inside the shimmer, like the sky is almost white most of the time. It seems yeah. like, it's like that overcast look where, you know, the, the sky is all one color, but it's really bright yes. instead. Yeah, and it just has all those rainbow colors and this and that and it it looks fantastic i liked it a lot
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and what i mentioned earlier about how pretty this movie looked the first time i saw the trailer which was like early last year maybe when i saw like oh hold on Mm -hmm. i might have seen this trailer in front of the last jedi 27 that tracks yeah maybe not that this is important to the audience, but I always try and figure out where did I first see this trailer where was I in the context of my life?
1: <laughs> it was I was I had on a blue shirt and uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it makes that big of a difference whether I saw this trailer in front of the last Jedi or Black Panther but I wanted to figure it out yeah I I like that it was an all-female team that didn't call attention to itself right. like it's not a very overt Girl power, sort of thing. It just is. Yeah.
1: Of it, course, there would these be. Were just a... the, the right people for the yes. job.
0: Yeah. I like how just sort of quiet and naturalistic that is. I think I prefer that to look at us, the first all-lady science team to go into the bubble. But I like that that was paired with the kind of femininity of the threat itself. Like it's rainbows. It's flowers everything's yes. kind of shimmery
1: and Light not quite acting sporkly. differently it's not some big monster that they need to go yes shoot but they did shoot some monsters but yeah there's the way something
0: think. yeah yeah <laughs> there's a big scary alligator and a weird bear that we get to or but was i there like a bear there's a bear i mean it's not a bear as we know it, it started yeah. as bear it was the bear uh plus or minus very many degrees, but original There, it's I'd like the, that kind of feminine aesthetic to the sci-fi problem that mm-hmm. they have to deal with. I don't know if I've ever, like I've seen things that look cool, but like I said, there's something pretty about this. I watched yeah. this with a friend and I was trying to explain it to him. Do you remember in the nineties when you're shopping for back to school supplies? You've got Lisa Frank. We all know Lisa Frank. Mm -hmm. There was also a bunch of like folders and binders and pencil cases, whatever, at that time that were just like fractals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like those two styles put together. That's what this movie is. It is like dark haunted Lisa Frank. It's Lisa Frank. If somebody looked at it like this is an abomination, I don't know why that cheetah is a rainbow. (laughs) What? How did this happen? How do we stop this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Should we stop
0: this? Because I kind of like those deer. Um, this is, is like, what if Lisa Frank was a plague that descended upon the world? <laughs> or at least like a couple miles in a bubble in Florida. A
1: giant meteor in the shape of Hello Kitty has <laughs> crashed on the earth. <laughs> and now stickers are appearing everywhere.
2: Wait, <laughs> like,
0: it's sticker horror.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, like it's it's an interesting one, and I think they approach it in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. I I, w- I was talking about this to a friend of mine uh, after I had mentioned that I had watched the film, and I was just like, I don't. It just got really weird. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened. She was like, Oh, can you just tell me everything that happened? Mm-hmm. I was like, Sure, because I just kind of want to talk to someone right now. Yes, but so I explained it kind of in brief terms what the plot was what the plot was and what was happening uh and then i was like yeah but then like it's not it's not like an action film like they're not going in like they have guns to protect themselves but they're not going in there to shoot things but then there's this one scene with tessa thompson who like her character is Basically, sitting there and is like, Look, one of you wants to fight this thing. One of you wants to run from this thing. I don't know if I want to do either of those things. And then she yeah. just gets up and walks off. We lose sight of her and she just be- supposedly beco- becomes one of yes. these flower people that we don't know what they- they're just these naturally forming human shaped things that are just flowers mm-hmm and 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 stuff and yeah it's it's just like that is not the approach you would see in a more macho action film yeah story, you know, this stuff, choice stuff to just
0: like just, like just succumb it. and surrender to it when you're not yeah. i mean there's like well here comes the zombie right at me i might as well let it bite me like it's not that it's like
1: it's like looking around like kind of beautiful it's yes. making really fascinating stuff like my think life should- Embrace it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Embrace it. Like my life could be better, made out of flowers, than it is as a, a damaged human being. Right. I don't have to be sad if I'm flowers.
1: <laughs> I got like four doctrines just so I could become c- 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 a flower.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a it, it's it's actually still a haunting. Seen though yes because you don't know exactly what she's going off to go do and so natalie portman is trying to chase her down to stop her but we keep losing sight of her and eventually we just don't see her and we're just like huh where did she go yeah it's in like this wide
0: shot full of several other flower people and like you we haven't been following them that closely like which one is she is is one of these new did she come in did she turn into one of those like what exactly happened to her it happens out of sight and we're not able to confirm a hundred percent this is what happened to
1: tessa thompson and there's no explanation none um so i i really liked stuff like that with with yes i i thought that was fascinating um just this yeah this idea yeah, cause I, I, I think that's oftentimes what sci-fi does very successfully, is it presents some kind of problem or issue or something kind of one step removed from mm-hmm. what we know it as, and present all of these different facets of like how, all right how do we deal with this how do we approach this do we do it like this do we do it like that yeah. you know and i i think this has a very clear focus of that like here's this thing we don't know exactly what it is how do we deal with it mm-hmm. and then yeah there's people who want to like let's just get the hell out out of here let's run the opposite way as far away as we can and avoid it Like, no we need to destroy this thing like this is it's continually expanding like we need to stop it some somehow and there's one like I what if we just let it happen
0: yeah how bad is this thing really Mm -hmm. yeah um I'd like to all of those Mm -hmm.
1: effects were neat
0: Yes, yes. I want to kind of go deeper into what I said earlier when I said this is specifically my brand of horror. Sure. Welcome. OK, welcome to story time, Kyle. <laughs> when I was a kid, I read this picture book called Sylvester and the Magic Pebble. OK,
1: I haven't heard of that one.
0: I just looked it up to like prove to myself that it was indeed real. It's apparently written by William Stieg, who is the guy who wrote the book Shrek is based off of.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you liked it so much. I'm talking <laughs> the
0: storybook. I read this when I was really young. I think I was like six, seven, eight. And it's about this donkey named Sylvester. Donkey. And he's out in the meadow one day and he finds this really cool shiny pebble. And he picks up the pebble. And it's raining that day. And he's sort of idly holding the pebble and looking at it. And he thinks, Oh, I wish it would stop raining. And it stops raining. And he's like, Oh. He pieces it together. This must be a magic pebble. He keeps holding the pebble and he says, I wish it would start raining again. And it starts raining again. Mm -hmm. So he's found this magic pebble. He's walking back home through the meadow and he, he sees a lion and he's so scared. He doesn't know what to do. He panics and he thinks he has to do something to get this lion to not attack him. So he's holding the pebble and all he can think of in his terrified brain is, I wish I was a rock. So he turns into this giant boulder that's a nice boulder he turns into this giant boulder and then the lion doesn't attack him it's like ah a donkey that prey just turned into a big rock and he looks at the rock and he sniffs the rock and he's like well it's a rock what am i gonna do yeah so this confused lion walks away sylvester turned into a giant boulder little magic pebble he doesn't have hands anymore well he didn't have hands to begin with he's a donkey but he can't like hold it in his weird hoof anymore can't talk yeah Exactly, the pebble rolls away. He needed like physical contact with that pebble to make a wish. Mm -hmm. So now he is stuck as a boulder, but he's still conscious, and he feels so helpless and hopeless, and everything is futile, but he's got this living, sentient consciousness inside this inert, non-biological body, and he just like sleeps and laments for months and months and his parents don't know what happened to him and the narration says oh little did they know that their son was just a mile away from them and if, later at the end of the story the parents they're like it's months later they're trying to get their life back together after their son disappeared and the dad's like let's go for a picnic Out in the meadow. How nice does that sound? That'll cheer us up. So they go for a picnic and they see this big boulder and they set their picnic down on top of the boulder. And then the dad finds the pebble and he's like, Oh, cool, what a neat pebble. And he like puts the pebble on top of the boulder next to all their picnic layings. And then the Sylvester, he's like, awake again for the first time in forever. He's like, there's and he can sense, like, those are my parents. My mm-hmm. parents are here. I can feel them. I can hear them. And he can tell the pebble is on top of them. And he, like, kind of sends his consciousness to the pebble, like, I wish I was me again. And then pop. The boulder is Sylvester again. And then it's this beautiful,
1: Once you happy pop, reunion. the fun don't stop.
0: No. As they it, say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this story, like, it's got a happy ending. It's, you know, uh-huh. a cute little story. But the idea so... Unsettled me of human fully sentient consciousness, irrevocably trapped in an embodiment that is no longer anything resembling a living creature. Yeah. That. Is my personal specific brand of body horror that always hits me. It's like the thing that unsettles you so much that you kind of love it. Like you can't, it's like this itch your brain can't stop scratching every time I come across it. Like, do you remember when we were reading The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Yes. And those witches turned her dad into a a tree. tree? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And that's what this movie has.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that would make sense. That's That, that would make sense why it, it, it is Melissa's brand of sci-fi horror adventure. Just Tessa
0: Thompson turning into a tree. Does she still think and feel? Is she still Tessa Thompson in there? How aware does she feel now that she is a tree or whatever it is? Does she regret? Does she miss like... The ability to how that will affect her
1: contract as the men in black. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What does this mean for Valkyrie? What
0: (laughs) yeah, like those are the only roles I've seen her in. So it was this was this is different than everything else. Like she's very kind of quiet and timid, and it was neat to get to to see her do something so different than what I've been used to. But yeah, this is oh, this is it. This is what I'm talking about. And like we're starting to figure out me and my friend like oh humans are becoming things like the guy with the snakes in his guts. Humans are starting to become things that are no longer humans. And there's like um, an establishing shot of that farmhouse and like we see the truck and i just joke like oh that truck used to be a man and then we see one of those plastic lawn chairs and my friend jokes yeah that lawn chair used to be a man too and i'm like oh that one's scary because the lawn chair is approximately man shaped very approximately like think about it the human shape does not correspond <laughs> to truck but imagine a body bent over arms well, and legs well, are now Melissa, the let
1: me legs introduce of a chair. you to one optimus prime I- <laughs> he can become human shaped kind of humanoid
0: you don't don't look at wheels and think like arms and legs you look at like that white plastic lawn chair and you think like arms and legs
1: contort myself into that position yeah A chair yeah you couldn't be a truck um so yeah so i let's let's talk a little bit about some of the mutations, especially pertaining to the ending of the film. Yes. Uh, so there were certain things that they said were changing that I didn't see. There's mm. this scene. I I saw something happen. I didn't know what it was, and when they talked about it, I was like, "Oh, I guess my big screen TV is still too small for me to see <laughs> this thing." Thanks. Uh, but the, the scene when that one person is looking at their hands like i didn't know why they were looking at their hands until they said it later on uh where it's like hey i can see my finger prints and they're moving they're changing
0: that's the thing i don't know if we were supposed to be able to see anything or if it is such tiny teeny tiny minute detail that like have it's there if you Really, really went looking for it, but I like that it's. I like that it was ambiguous. Like, did she really see that? Is her body mutating, or is her mind starting to break down and make her think her body is breaking down
1: too? Which I like to the kind of, that. of the, uh, yeah, yeah. Am, ambiguity is a good word for, for it, but I, I think that starts to get at the nature of these mutations. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not mutations in the sense of like oh you're all of a sudden gonna have three arms (laughs) yeah (sighs) it's 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 stuff it it still all looks correct yes but maybe your insides are different yes maybe your your fingerprints which are unique to you are starting to move and change yeah it's like it's it's stuff that doesn't really affect like the 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 way you look to to most people, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. But, like you said, it could also pertain to the mind. Is their mind mutating in any way? Are they seeing things? Which is why when you mentioned the bear, I was like, where is there? A bear? Because there was that scene where there was like, you guys saw a bear. I didn't.
0: I think that in that case, the bear was real. But that is another case of somebody saying how much can we trust our brains anymore
1: it's it's this idea of maybe they did actually see the bear maybe this person's eyes have mutated to not see the bear Mm. maybe there wasn't a bear and those people's eyes have mutated to the point where they saw something we don't know um and yeah, like I I, I like that. Like it, I I think also with the alligator and stuff, which was apparently mixed with a shark. Uh, yeah. It, it's it like it it still looks like an alligator to us, mm-hmm. a different color. I don't think I've seen one that color. Yeah, but it's like
0: albino.
1: Yeah. Well, I I'm I feel like albinism should happen in species like that yeah that's what
0: that's what i was guessing because it it looks like which i believe can and has occurred the i believe i imagine i have seen a picture of like an albino alligator somewhere but it's less that and more the fact that it's huge it seems bigger than an alligator should be
1: and it's mm -hmm. got the concentric rows of teeth like a shark yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah and so yeah it's stuff that you wouldn't really notice unless you're up close and personal mm-hmm. with, with with the stuff. Um, and so I I thought that was interesting because even when uh, Oscar Isaac's character comes back, he looks the exact same, but it's the yeah. up close and personalness of like, hey, you're not reacting to me the way yes. you did. Yes. We, we don't have that emotional connection. There's some kind of distance here that was no like it's you look the exact same it seems like you can function the exact same but there's there's just something wrong something off so Mm -hmm. i i thought that stuff also played into the horror of the film like everything looks the exact same unless you get really close and then something is off there's something that is yes not right
0: I like that it's not, like, the thing. Yeah. It's not massive and grotesque. Like, it can be. Like, the when they go down into the pool and that man has just, like, become part moss and part lichen. And it is, it's just like a rib cage with fungus growing out of it, kind of. Like, things have become really monstrous in that case. But for the most part, yeah, everything looks pretty normal. Like, before he turned into that... He probably looked exactly the same on the outside, but he can feel on the inside. I feel Something's like my intestines are moving and they cut him open and it's like, yeah, that's um that has a life of its own. <laughs> that's a snake now, more or less. We will
1: name him Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our new pet, our new mascot.
1: Right. Um. Yeah, I, I just like it's 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 horrifying to think about but at the mm-hmm. same time like tri- tri- trippy and i can see how people can find beauty in some of these yeah. things like it's and there's,
0: um yeah uh it's what awful. they're saying about those plant people who are not people who have been turned into plants it is plants that have gotten what they call the Hox gene, which is the genes in humans that determine our, like, physical structure and symmetry. Like, torso, two legs, two feet, two arms, two hands, on your head, two eyes, nose, two nostrils, two ears, etc. Like, the plants have gotten that gene, so they form all these twisting vines that are like, there's a head, there's two arms, there's two legs. Yeah. And exactly, it's... There is something beautiful about it, and it's not this horrifying, like, thing-esque, grotesque, goopy monstrosity, because it follows those laws of symmetry. Everything is still structured in a way that is natural, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's weird, but it's not necessarily broken.
1: Yeah. So this l- leads me to the end of the film. Uh-huh. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: What happened?
0: Okay. They go into the lighthouse, and this is ground zero where that meteor hit yeah. from Earth. And, like, it's burrowed, like, way down below the, below the lighthouse, and it's mm-hmm. in this perfectly symmetrical chamber.
1: Yeah. It, it, it almost looks like a flower itself, right? Where yeah. there's this, it's this, like, circular crater. I mean, it, it, it like, dug into the ground and then seemed like it exploded, which is what made the room that it's in. But it's in this circular room with these, like, passageways going Jesus. off of it that look, yeah, that look like petals. And there's this, yeah. like... Uh, stand in the center that's like a like two feet up off of the ground so yeah it looks almost like a flower yeah sense
0: so they go down there and that's where ventris is and ventris has like she has gained the knowledge she's gotten down there and she can like see what it is like she understands it once she's in the very center of it. It is like imbued her with this understanding. She's absorbed it. And then her body, like, uh, explodes into light particles, I think. And then the light particles coalesce and she becomes a wormhole. And yeah, the whole, like, like,
1: buzzes at Natalie Portman. So I don't think I caught a single bit of information from what she was talking about when she was like, explaining all, all of this stuff, I just thought it was nonsense. I was like, this, I don't... I, yeah, it is maybe so, I just didn't pay a t- attention close it, enough. It's
0: like these kind of mad fine, final ramblings. But what yeah. she says, she understands this now. It does not mean us harm. It's not sentient to mean us harm. It doesn't mean right. anything. It's just these cells that are growing and duplicating and, and mimicking and perfect yeah, perfect and taking over. It does not mean to destroy, but it's so powerful and so consuming. That's all it can do. And that's mm-hmm. where we get the title of the movie, Annihilation.
1: And then... She explodes into life or into (laughs) she explodes into life. Uh, She explodes into these like weird light particles that end up dancing around and then they reform into Mm -hmm. this like 3D kaleidoscope looking thing. Um, And yeah, maybe some weird portal thing that opens up, but then it takes a humanoid shape.
0: Yeah, right. it's um. There's like a, It's got some sort of a wind effect around it, and there's like, Natalie Portman is a, has a scratch on her face, and like a drop of blood gets sucked into this wormhole. By the way, yes,
1: that scene was really weird to me because the blood that gets sucked into was not, f- 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 it was not from what I remember as a previous wound, but it came like. Yeah. C- close yes. to her tear duct but it wasn't her tear duct yeah it's but like it across wasn't... the bridge of your nose yeah it was just like i all of a sudden there's just a red dot there and then like wait what why is that like why that spot specifically i who knows mm. i'm overthinking that stuff <laughs> um but yeah and then once it gets her dna it changes into this like humanoid thing that looks like they're in like a one-piece bodysuit thing uh and
0: it's like um what it reminded me of is very early computer graphics tests where they make just like the most basic humanoid figure like no definition no single detail on it just like the outline of head arms legs Maybe feet and hands if you're lucky, but just like this flat, like, matte thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then it, it is 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 like, let me show you the dance of my peoples. Uh, <laughs> and they do the dance and end of the film. No.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of dance, this director, I found out he also did Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that makes sense. These movies have a similar, like, kind of... Stuff slow dread to them and like a a destruction of not just some humans but humanity Mm -hmm. as a whole even if the entire world is not at stake yet it might not be at stake for years but like oh what it means for us to be alive and be humans as we know it is starting to break down
1: yeah exactly uh, but that's when this humanoid thing starts to try and mimic Natalie Portman, mm. uh, and well, it their... doesn't try;
0: it succeeds. Absolutely, it is mirroring yeah. every single step that she takes.
1: Which is why I kind of joked of like, "Let me show you the dance of my people," because it, it's it you c- like kind of you. right? Yeah, like it it ends up. It's not a fight scene per se. She tries to shoot it. She tries to punch it and all that stuff. But then Natalie quickly, I keep calling her Natalie. I don't remember the character's actual name. Lena um, quickly realizes like it's not actually attacking me. It's mimicking me in the stuff that I do. So I threw a punch. It did one back. I'm trying this to this way it moves that way.
0: I'm trying to go out the door. It is also like it presses again. It traps me between it and the door because it's also trying to leave the door at the exact same time with the exact same motions. Yeah, like it's not trying to stop her in that moment. It's just trying to do exactly what she is doing.
1: Yeah, and it so it ends up kind of becoming this dance uh, yeah. that, that that they do, and it's it's. That I think that's also one of the things I was like this is oddly beautiful, like it's an yes. interesting scene. it's fascinating, um
0: fascinating captain
1: yes, fascinating Captain fascinating um but it, like there's a scene in there where she blacks out, yes, and she wakes up and it kind of culminates in Natalie Portman's character, Lena, as we just said um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finding another one of those white phosphorus grenades or a a grenade. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, and that video
0: earlier. Oh, I forgot about that until this moment. That video of her husband like killing himself. And then you find out there's a copy of him behind the camera and he's talking to the copy like, I don't know if I'm you, if you're me, me, if I have ever been a person, if anything I remember really happened to me or if it happened to you.
1: But here I go. time to die. Yeah. Um Yeah, so like she she finds this other she finds this other cannot say the goddamn word. She finds this other grenade. Um she pulls the pin. And then she runs away before the supposed mimic thing can Mm. can do anything about it. The interesting thing is as they are touching in this moment, this mimic thing starts to take on more and more of her qualities. Yeah. starts to look more like Natalie Portman, same outfit, all of that stuff. Um. But it stays there holding the grenade, and I think what my read on this whole thing is when Natalie Portman left and this mimic thing was holding the grenade, it starts to become the grenade itself. So that's why it didn't necessarily explode like we thought it would. Yeah,
0: it is made out of phosphorescence it's like you can't catch on fire if you are fire
1: right yeah. and and so it yeah it, ha- it looks like its arms are on fire but it's not really hurting it or mm-hmm. doing anything like that and then it ends up touching the like skeleton ash thing of oscar isaac's character who just mm-hmm. happens to be sitting there yeah um and when it touches that, that's when it starts to catch on fire because this thing had burned up and it's no longer like that is not the white phosphorus stuff, but that stuff can burn. And so then the mimic thing can burn and then the rest of the shimmer starts to burn away. And it's just, it's this like chain reaction of, of this stuff. Um, but did we get the scene at the end where she confronts Oscar Isaac's character that has been in military custody the whole time, Mm -hmm. the one that were like, Hey, something's not right with this one who I guess now seeing that video, we know for sure is not the real yeah. Oscar Isaac and she asks him that like are are you my husband are you the real one that I know and he's like no uh <laughs> but then he he asks her the same thing and she doesn't answer and then they hug which seems odd cuz you're like that's not what this version of Oscar Isaacs would do cuz he doesn't really understand that connection there but then, when they hug, their eyes kind of g- glow with that weird, like, f- 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 fluorescent yeah. thing there. But it's it's subtle enough where it's like maybe it didn't, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I again, I like the ambiguity, and I get the perception that that is that is Lena. That is the Lena we have known since the That's beginning what I of the movie. Too. But she is not; she has been infected. Right. I suppose she is definitely not the same, entirely same body and mind as she went in. Not just like, oh well, I'm injured and I've been through some trauma. Like it's inside her. Yeah, which is and which it's she, slowly more her.
1: Yes, earlier in the film. But like. I've seen a couple things online being like, no, that is not the original. That is the mimic. And now there are these two like mimics out in the world as functioning adults. Why anyone would want to be a functioning adult is beyond me. But- <laughs>
0: just yeah just live in the military base the rest of your life be like oh no i'm sick you guys have to keep quarantining me and bringing me pudding cups
1: (laughs) um but yeah like it it is that open-ended thing where we're not sure exactly
0: yes yeah is it it could be possible i'd have to watch it again and trace the logistics of okay where are you and then where are they could that be the mimic that got out or is that just Alina that has become she is more shimmer than human the th- and the is that only going to get worse the longer she's around all shimmer Oscar Isaac
1: the 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 thing that I saw them kept pointing to was the fact that there was a moment during that end fight dead to dance thing going on yes. where she blacked out yes and so there is time missing we don't, know what, we don't know if she was there for a day, for a yeah. week, for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we don't know if she is a mimic of a mimic or something like that. But then there's also the scene where I don't see them mention of like, yeah, but the mimic was holding the grenade they were touching. And there was the mimic that kept on taking qualities uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. it, just, it just like, it's all this like, I don't, there's this moment, but there's that moment, but then I don't, huh? Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, it, it, it ends up being this thing where I, th- I think you, you, you just have to sit there and chew on it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what happened or why it happened that way, but it did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it just is.
1: It just is. That's a good way to put it. What did you think of the scenes with Benedict Wong and his character and stuff like that? Because that's how they start the film, and we see more of that like stitched throughout the film.
0: I liked that a lot. I like Damn. that structure of we know lena survives then of course we just went through the whole question of is that really her or is that a copy of her mm-hmm. but we start at the end we start with she has survived she's going back and telling the story and we know right from the beginning she's the only one who has made it out so we're what we're getting to know these other characters who we know are also doomed
1: <laughs> yeah in some way shape or form
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. i i like that structure of that it definitely adds to the uneasiness of the whole thing like benedict wong he never sits down we have no sense of how long this how long it takes for lena to tell the tale of what happened while she was in the shimmer he's standing over her while she's sitting in a chair it's not the traditional like interrogation setup and the fact that he never sits down is like such a tense thing. It's like he's so caught up. Like, he's Power so, move. like, yeah, well it's like he's so worried. Like, what does this mean? What do I have to do? Uh, is she going to say something that's really going to change the game around here? Do I have to step yeah. in action? Or he's just also like in, the like, fa- full
1: hazmat suit. And
0: that might not be comfortable like to sit down in. You have a yeah. point. Yeah, but, like, he's just standing over here, and it's like he became so enraptured he forgot he was still standing and like how was he standing for an hour was he standing for four hours and then you can see in like the glass doors outside there's so all many other just scientists like, yeah yeah f- blank faceless people and all these other hazmat suits just watching like the entire base is aware they're talking to her right now and everybody that can get around there is Wants there watching yeah. listening
1: yeah, because they, they, they know something's up. I don't know if this scene is before or after she confronts Oscar I, it's I, Isaac's before. character. It's before.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's all the stuff uh, in the shimmer, then Benedict Wong, then Oscar Isaac.
1: Because, uh, yeah. I, I guess I was thinking of, like, maybe someone in that room overheard them or it's like huh she didn't answer maybe something's up with her maybe we should sit her down to <laughs> figure out what the hell is happening here um but no so an- an- another thing that i read about was that so, all right so i like I, I as i was watching this film i knew something was up i was like all right i need to look for clues i need yes. to figure this thing out before it happens because then i'll be really excited being like i figured it out um and the biggest clue we got visually yes is the scene when oscar isaac's character comes back and they're sitting at the dinner table and uh like she reaches out to touch his h- hands and stuff, but we're getting the shot through a glass of water. So everything yeah. is ref- 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 refracted. It doesn't look the same. It's all tw- twisted. Yeah. And, and like you're you know. seeing
0: like these, these fingers. And like because the hand part what? is cut off, you just see fingers and it's like. Wait a minute like who's like you can't see like the base of the hand or the nails really because it's just like this little shot through this thin glass and it's like whose fingers is, are whose. So yeah. very early on we're getting this like morphing and conjoining visual motif.
1: Exactly. Um. But then there was the scene when he drinks the water and there's blood in the water. Yeah. Uh. So I was really, really paying attention to the water that Natalie Portman had at the end of this of like, oh, is there going to be something in that? Cause there is a scene where she takes a sip mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, there's going to be blood in the water. And mm-hmm. It's going to be like, oh, she's she's not the real one. Uh, but then there wasn't now. And then I read something else that was like, the water does actually do something. And I was like, really?
0: I you- didn't. I, yeah, see that. I, have, I can imagine that definitely being the case. I wasn't looking at it either. I was looking at that tattoo. She's got that tattoo I, I of the infinity miss. symbol on yeah. her forearm.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And I might have to watch the whole movie again to really trace this and make sure I think I'm tracking it the right way. She did not start the movie with that. Anya, the, um, the paramedic, she had that tattoo I remember seeing it on her like we see it on natalie portman in the interrogation and then it, in the flashbacks in the shimmer we see anya with that tattoo
1: which you one know. is anya uh,
0: the, um yeah. uh, the paramedic like with the short hair who like thinks her fingerprints are moving
1: uh, okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 she's she's the more tough one right yeah
0: yeah like she's got okay. it on her arm and i think
1: with this what what frag- happened to her how did she die
0: Oh, uh.
1: the bear gets she, she her. She's she the one that got eaten by the bear? Okay.
0: Right? The bear gets her. Yeah. But, like, at some point, that tattoo she has is just on Lena, and it's not talked about. It is never given, like, a close-up or anything. It's just like, this little visual detail that you just have to track with everything else. But I think that's how it goes. It just, like, refracts itself onto, onto Lena. Which is interesting because it's not like it's – it's not like – um. I don't know, a freckle or a mole or something like that. Like that is yeah. man-made. You you know your DNA does not say you have a tattoo. Right. So well, I th-
1: I I don't know exactly how it works. I have a number of tattoos, but it's the it's the thing. Like once that ink is in those cells, those cells will replicate with the ink oh, in yeah. there. So if I like yeah. cut my, myself or 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 something. When it heals ag- again, it will heal in that same c- color. Hmm. So it, 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 it's, I, I, it's not DNA related. Okay. But it's, it's, it's still just like, yeah, like, it, it's just there were cells Cel- that ended yeah. up replicating like that.
0: Okay, you know? cool. Yeah.
1: Weird stuff. Yes. Weird stuff. Um, but yeah, I I really liked those scenes with Benedict Wong, mm-hmm. um, because that that also sets the tone for the film too. Like just immediately off the bat, that's the first thing we see, yes. and it's this very very tense mm-hmm. moment of just like what the fuck happened? Yes, right.
0: That's um, another one of my like personal brands of horror is something has gone wrong there's been a massive like accident or disaster or something mm-hmm. beyond like there's a monster there's a serial killer there's yeah. an alien where it's something like this like oh no oh this is a disaster that, that yeah. like and there's like secrets and there's government bases like okay all right what do we do about this how do we handle this how do we treat this the fact that it's like it is not an incident it is a scenario it is a, it is in the setting now. Mm-hmm. It is something a lot of people have to deal with. Yeah. If you understand that, like not so much Godzilla, but the fact that, like it's less Godzilla and it's more like Pacific Rim where it's like, okay, this is just going to keep happening. Something's wrong, widespread wrong. What, what we had to put our heads together. What is this? What do we do about it? Are we stuck like this forever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the interesting takes that I saw on this film was an article from Collider mm-hmm. uh, written by Matt Goldberg from back in January uh, where he, he basically posits that this whole thing is a metaphor for cancer. Yes. Um, And it, our first big clue is that at the start of the film, when mm-hmm. we see Lena teaching, she is teaching these st- st- students about cancer cells and how they replicate and all sorts yeah. of stuff. And then here is this thing that comes down to earth and it, it-, it is doing exactly that. It is replicating. And he was bi- basically saying like it is... it is it. It, it 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 is a cancer story but not your typical one about oh here's someone who gets cancer yeah. it's a real touching tale. it's what if the earth got cancer yes and just things just start mutating and growing and expanding and it, it just, yeah like wh- what do we do how does that work um so what do you think of that i i thought that was kind of fascinating
0: that that tracks, that makes sense. And it's yeah. the movie has a lot of things going on. So I don't think that's the end of all the right, symbolism, right. but it's definitely part of it. Uh, do you remember, there's a brief flashback to just like Lena and uh, Oscar Isaac. I think his name is Kane. Yep, They're like Kane. sitting in bed and reading. The book she's reading is called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. This is a woman who decades ago had cancer. And scientists took some of her cells in whatever scientific fashion. I don't know. I forget the details of the story, unfortunately. They take some of her cells to use to, like, study and see if they can, like, develop treatments or something out of it. But there's enough cells that they continue, like, replicating, kind of. So she is dead. But there are cells from her body that still live and Weird. seem like they unless somebody goes in and destroys them they will continue to live. So it's like it's a question of like is she alive? If you know and mm. what rights to like her next of kin have to these living cells from her body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um yeah, I I I like that take on it that it is cancer of the mm-hmm. earth. Right, and it's not. That's not really something that has happened in this manner. Of course, there are all kinds of mutations and and, yeah. and stuff like that that we can see out in nature, but not like not to this magnitude. I feel in yes. one concentrated spot and not, on so many different things in that one spot.
0: Yeah, and like there's that Mexican cave of crystals that looks like the Fortress of Solitude, where there's like, have you seen this thing? I don't think so. Here, let me make sure I've got that name right. Cave of crystals, cave of uh, wonders. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Go, yeah, go do a Google image search I for cave of crystals. crystals. It uh, it is these huge like clear crystal spires, like here, this thing. You know you know this crystal I'm always playing around with? It looks like this, but it's like yeah. clear instead of like a rose quartz. Massive. And they just found a cave full of these things, like deep underground in Mexico. Look at them. They're like...
1: Yeah, they, just look, they just look like giant spikes.
0: They're like 40 feet long. You can see human beings like crawling around in them. And the human beings are so tiny. Yeah. It's like this massive... I, and it's, they're just all jutting and bumping into each other and like hitting other ones and shattering and like things mm. like this have happened. But this movie is like, what if the earth does way weirder things like that on yeah. this big, big scale?
1: Yeah. So, whoops, th- there we go. Back to two of us. Um, yeah, like it's 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 just it's fascinating to think about and and then it 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 makes you think then of like how people deal with cancer, right? Like we were talking earlier about the different reactions that people have to the shammer, sh- like what yes. if we run away? What if we fight it? What if we kind of embrace it? Is there mm-hmm. something we can do that way? Like and and so I I think it makes for an interesting discussion to be had.
0: Yeah, so, and it's
1: I I don't think we get from other cancer related stories.
0: Another really. thing I like about this metaphor of like what if the earth has cancer is that it's like It's not necessarily environmental-based. Like, it's not a story where it's like, oh, humans, you've poisoned the Earth. Slowly it dies. The Earth turns against us. And, like, environmental stories are very real and, like, very important. But I like that this is a story where, like, the Earth is a threat that's just different than that, where that it's just outside of that usual metaphor, which is an important metaphor, but, oh, it's just nice to just see something different every once in a while (laughs) yeah it's like yes i i know pollution is bad show me like a scary forest that doesn't have that you know just for a change of pace
1: exactly um did you have anything else you wanted to talk about with this
0: i just briefly i don't I don't know if that subplot about her having an affair with her co-worker did very uh, much.
1: Yeah, I, like, I, I feel like fits, I could have done without that.
0: It fits in with the theme of self-destruction. Sure. You talk about how, like, Tessa Thompson cuts herself to feel alive, and uh, um, Anya used to be addicted to drugs. Like, all of these forms of—and like Dr. Ventra specifies, there's a difference between suicide and self-destruction. right. And like that's Natalie Portman is self destroying. Uh, she's destroying herself and her marriage. She's like it's self sabotage. It's not necessarily destruction, but it's sabotage, you know. And how like you just oh my God, it's sabotage. You, <laughs> like you just take a turn and like you can't help but like destroy things around you. Kind of like mm-hmm. it fits in with this theme, but. I don't, I don't feel like I needed that many scenes about it. And it's not that many in the grand scheme of things. But, like, I didn't need the two or three flashbacks it gets. Yeah. Like, I think a statement about it
1: would have sufficed. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think that may be one of my only critiques about the film. I, I just, I didn't need that yeah. scene. Or, or just that whole plot. Uh, I do think this would work very well as a TV show. Yeah, as as well, um, just like exploring it at a slower pace because because we do get to see a lot of really cool mutations. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of all the we saw them all in the preview and stuff like that, right? Like it, yeah. I I wanted to see more of. Yes that stuff what else is happening what i else would love to like look at and study and
0: yeah here's an episode in all of these different settings
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. something like that uh i'm trying to come up with what else i might recommend if you uh liked
0: this. this i wouldn't necessarily call this a recommendation but as soon as i saw the trailer for this movie something it reminded me of is the third pokemon movie do you okay. remember, th- do you remember that one, the one with Entei? We're like.
1: I've, I know I've seen it. I don't It's like Entei it
0: and this little girl and they form a psychic connection and she's trying to like hide away from the rest of the world. And there's these massive crystal structures that like pop up around her house Huh. And, like, there's news crews that are like, there's all these weird crystal formations out in this forest around this house. What are these? Where did these come from? What do we do about them? Can we get around them? Can we break them? So that reminded me of that a lot. Um, Something I would recommend based on this movie is a horror movie called The Descent.
1: The Descent. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. This is another... Uh, it is a all female nature based horror movie again. It's about this there group of friends that are going um, like spelunking down in a cave, right? And one of them's like, "Come on, guys, we're really past this pedestrian, you know, following the route, you know, the the on the guidebook." I th- threw the guidebook away, threw the maps away. Come on, guys, we can do this ourselves. Challenge ourselves. Come on, let's just find our own way. And then they get hopelessly lost down there and it's just these couple women like lost in the cave and like it's dark all they have are like headlamps and a couple flashlights and then there's these like monsters down in the cave so it's got like a monster threat to it but it's more like this kind of harrowing tense survival
1: story of them just trying to escape intact i just looked up a list of like Movies like Annihilation and Nerdist has an ar- article called 13 Movies to Watch After You've Seen Annihilation and The Descent is on there. Yeah. Um. So I I. The one thing that this reminded me of is a movie that I ha- actually haven't seen. So uh-huh. I can't necessarily recommend it but I remember confusing this movie with Arrival. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know what Arrival is about or what happens in that film, but I just I remember the conflating the two. Arrival
0: is it's um, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner is also in it. Yeah. And some these
1: alien things. Yeah. These
0: aliens come to Earth and it's about like the aliens of a completely different way of like thinking and communicating and like processing time and communication in the world around them mm-hmm. and it's about the humans trying to just break down that barrier and just try and comprehend what the aliens are there for and like how they live and what they want and that movie also has like a kind of mixed up time structure where there's a lot of like flashbacks and you don't exactly know yeah. when what you are watching is taking place Yeah, i haven't seen it either but like i've read what it's about
1: um I j- just want to mention also on this list, which I have seen some of these other ar- articles m- m- mention, is the Stalker, huh, uh, by Andre Tarkovsky.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, which this sounds familiar now.
1: He also did Solaris, which that's mm-hmm. also on this list. But but yeah, so I I it re- recommends those films. I actually want to recommend an audio drama podcast Wolf 359.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: It's, it's not necessarily about people going into this otherworldly kind of quarantined area, mm-hmm. but Wolf 359 is about a crew of scientists and soldiers and all of so, so on and so forth. Um, orbiting around a star wolf the 359 and studying it yeah and weird things just keep happening yes. and to yeah it 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 starts out maybe a little more comedic and sick yeah it's kind of like
0: yeah it's almost like a workplace sitcom it, set it, on a, a space it, station it
1: starts out la, 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 like that but very quickly it ends up not being that and it is it is very dramatic and there's fantastic Mm -hmm. acting
2: it
0: is one of my favorite favorite audio dramas
1: of people are yes in there oh the hollow man yeah just weird just weird things are happening on, on you this reminded ship, me so.
0: another thing that annihilation is a lot like is tanis
1: yeah i can see that
0: it's uh, especially with like the time dilation and oh I, I was just in there for a couple days no you were in there for 4 months
1: yeah true it's like tanis <sighs> is another audio drama podcast uh by the people that created the black tapes podcast mm-hmm. um where the black tapes focuses more on like spooky ghost yeah, stuff it's this very x on uh like conspiracy theories and cover-ups it's, and yeah it, it's a lot a about this kind supernatural, of natural occult way
0: it's like this sort of abstract natural horror where there's like a place on earth there's a zone you can what go into in like in the Pacific place? Northwest that is it's supposed to like dilate time and break time and like if you go
1: in there you they lose your mind. Is. That's yes. kind of the whole thing of what is tannis? Where is yeah. when is tannis?
0: Exactly like that's why, why I say it's Gamora? extremely abstract. Yeah, But this is one of the things it plays with, is mm-hmm. this, like, area you go into where, like, the laws of time and space and physics don't apply anymore. And if you get out at all, like, your mind is seriously warped after that. Yep.
1: Good stuff. Wolf 359 and Tannis are an mm-hmm. audio drama podcast that you all should go check out. Yes. Um. Let's see. Let me pull up my notes here because Melissa. Yes. It is time to pitch what we will do for this next week. You guys have not seen Annihilation yet. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. We just spoiled the whole thing for you, but, you know, that's a-okay. Uh, okay, M- Melissa, I have a theme here. All right. A couple weeks ago, maybe a month or two, uh, a while back, I said that I was going to teach you some hip-hop. Oh, yes. So that is what we are going to do this week. We are going to do a, like, hip-hop kind of theme. All right. Um, so I have a comic, a movie, and a TV show. Okay. To pick from. The comic is Hip-Hop Family Tree Volume 1. Uh, and th- this is by Ed Piscor, uh And it is a very well researched account of the like like how hip-hop got started the whole culture how rapping got got started who were the major players all of the that, that, that that stuff okay um and it's it's a fascinating read it is a fairly newer comic but it is in this old school style like it it looks like comics from the 70s okay and 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 stuff like that um and it's very dense is the is the thing which is why i'm only pitching volume one because it's a lot of names and dates and and stuff like that but that being said it's a fascinating read to just to see how all, all, all of it got started um, and, and just like, while this was happening up here, this was yeah. happening down here and this thing and just how it all kind of came together. It's really neat. I like okay. A lot. I've I've had volume two in my Comicsology unlimited account a c- for a long time, but I haven't re- 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 read it yet.
0: Okay. That's uh, where I've seen this thing. I was just staring yeah. at my phone. Like, did you do this on the show years ago with Paul? Or do mm-hmm. I only know this from it sitting in the Comicsology library? Comics o- it just feels o-ology. so familiar. Like,
2: hmm? G- 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 no, him. just
0: like, do I only know it from there? Have I just seen this so many times <laughs> it is ingrained into my brain? Like, I oh, must have talked about it. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's been in there. Yeah. Okay. So but this a- is a nonfiction,
1: just like historical account. Pretty pretty well accurate okay yeah. Uh, um, it, in uh, yeah I would say I would say uh, like his historical nonfiction graphic novel
0: can I ask type, do you know like to what point in time volume one goes to
1: oh I, I it probably says on the thing because each volume covers a different time period uh, let me open up let's see comicsology. Oh, I'm already re- reading something. Nope, never mind. That was when something here search uh, hip hop family tree.
0: You don't have to go looking for it that hard. I was just curious. So
1: it, I mean, it's 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 early stuff. It's like right when hip hop got started. So this mm-hmm. is let's see if it says on the thing. I don't. See where it says, but it's from like early '70s, '72 ish, which is also kind of why I'm doing these p- p- pitches ah, now because in- we will be on episode seventy two. Oh, um, neat! After, after this, but yeah, that's c- kind of around the time hip hop got started. Was the early '70s
0: Sugar Hill Gang?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. This
0: is this is all I know about history.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, I'm
0: very glad you picked this as a theme because I just went to trivia again this past week and Easy E was like the answer one you'll of the questions him. and we you'll could s- not get it. We had no idea.
1: You you might see him come up in this. I don't remember exactly. Um but but yeah, you'll see a lot of names and of of P- some you may not have he- heard of just because, because I know you're not as familiar with oh, with some of these People, not uh, but, but I watched yeah, all then, of. Then you'll be like, "Oh, that guy, I know him. I've I've, I've heard that name." <laughs> I watched all of each ones.
0: I love the 70s, and I love the 80s, and there I love go. the 90s. So go. I know what was included in those, but not anything else.
1: So, Hip Hop Family Tree Volume One, that is pick number one. uh And then, whoops, let me open my phone again. I don't know why I shut everything down. Pitch number two is a movie. This is what is often considered to be the first hip hop feature film. Ah! Um, or I, I, I guess that's how you would say it—like first hip hop style or hip like first f- feature film about hip hop. Not necessarily okay. the first okay. film, uh, but the first like fictional feature film. This is ca- ca- called Wild Style. Ah! Uh, let me open this up here. I don't
0: think I've heard of this.
1: Wild Style movie. I should be a little bit more prepared. I thought I was going to be able to be like, Wild Style's about all of this stuff. Uh, Wild Style is an American 1983 hip-hop film uh, directed and produced by Charlie Ahern. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) It is regarded as the first hip-hop motion picture. Uh, The film included uh, seminal figures such as Fab Five Freddy Lee Kiona's Le- 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 Lady P- Pink, the Rocksteady Crew, the Cold Crush Brothers, and Queen Lisa Lee of the Zulu Nation and Grandmaster mm. F- 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 Flash and Zephyr. Uh, let's see. 2012, marked to the 30th anniversary, blah, blah, blah. Plot. Wild Style takes place in 1981 in New York and centers around graffiti artist... Zorro, uh, played by Lee Kionis, and his encounters with an uptown journalist named Virginia. Uh, More so than its story, however, the film is notable for featuring several prominent figures from early hip-hop culture Uh, throughout the Throughout the movie, there are scenes depicting activities co- common in the early days of hip-hop, including emceeing, turntablism, g- graffiti, and b-boying. <laughs> the film demonstrates... Some of your favorite activities. Yeah, it's the four a- a- elements of hip-hop. You'll learn <laughs> with those And out. only
0: the avatar can use all four.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the film d- demonstrates the inter... C- 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 connections between them all uh and it yeah it's it's just an int- interesting little story about this graffiti ar- artist and this j- j- journalist like t- trying to make sense of it all mm-hmm. um and it's yeah it is like one of the cornerstones of like hey if if you want to learn about hi- hip-hop it's an old 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 ass movie but it it is uh very 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 important for hip-hop last but not least pitch number three uh is a netflix original series called the get down this is a fictional retelling slash original story uh like taking place during Mm -hmm. the birth of hip-hop uh all of the stuff that is happening kind of around the film or the the series uh, um is stuff that actually ha- ha- happened uh it, so it's fairly historically accurate but it's also a fictional t- t- tale following these young kids coming up in the midst of the th- this um i don't remember his Name, but it's the Detective Pikachu uh, main a- a- actor. He's the main. Oh, n- Justice guy. Smith. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. He's in there. I um, thought you were
0: going to talk about the um the producer of this, who's like the guy who did Moulin Rouge, and you said you know the Detective Pikachu guy.
1: So I, I I'll mention that I, 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 right right now. Yeah, it is produced by Baz Lerman. <laughs> So Who it, I wish did Detective Pikachu. Right? I want Baz Luhrmann to do the Team Rocket movie. So I, you, you guys might be he. He did the Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and 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 stuff like he that. He did and
0: that. It, um, uh, just or, as we referenced recently in the Captain's log, that Great Gatsby movie from a yes, couple
1: years ago. Yeah, he did that too. So he has a fantastic visual style and uh just th- th- this a, a very unique way of doing movies and film and 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 stuff like that it's fantastic you guys should absolutely check it out but yeah it has justice smith uh it has shameek Moore, who is the voice of miles morales in oh, into the oh that's where i know that name from uh he was also the main character in dope if you've seen that film. Uh, It also has, and I don't remember his name for the life of me because I don't really care about him. It's Will Smith's son. whatever Smith. That one, yeah. There you go. He's also in in this. But it's also neat because you get to, like, some of the important players in hip-hop appear as themselves in, 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 in this, and they act as like mentors to these kids and stuff like that yeah. so it's fantastic um and it's it's only two seasons long I think it's 12 episodes total mm-hmm. uh, let me make sure about that um, but season one was six episodes season two I think was also six episodes get down on Wikipedia here we go uh why does it not say how many episodes number of episodes 11 there you go uh but it's also kind of a musical at times Ah. they do some musical pieces because it's not only about hip-hop but also about like disco and stuff like that just the whole like nightlife and urban scenes that were happening at that time at that time um so yeah I think it is fascinating. Pitch number one uh, was Hip Hop Family Tree Volume 1. Pitch number two is Wild Style. And pitch number three is The Get Down Seasons 1 and 2.
0: Since I am so unknowledgeable, I think it is the smartest choice to go with Hip Hop Family Tree because it is the most factual. It is the most historically accurate. And I think that's what I need.
1: Sounds good. Um, I, this one I I will have to say it, it is j- 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 just one volume that will be covering, but mm-hmm. it is very dense. It takes a okay. long time to read. Okay, um, so carve out the time you you need to make sure you get all that done. Um, okay, but yeah, I I think the, this one is the least non-fictional non-fictional. That is the, the most historically accurate or the, the, the mo- it is
0: it is the most non-fictional it,
1: well,
0: it I, is I the least
1: fictional least fiction whatever I don't i don't know how these things go it is the the truthiest one it just c- call it fake or not <laughs> the fiction non- what the fuck? um <laughs> but yeah I I think this will be fun awesome it'll be a good read but I highly recommend you also go check out the get down because that's a lot of fun too mm. all righty uh, but next week hip-hop family tree volume one is what we will we will be covering for episode 72 melissa where can the people find you on the interwebs
0: you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t
1: oh yeah and i am at yo kyle springer on twitter and instagram we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. If you guys want updates with I- any of our shows, uh, go like, share, subscribe. Go So go subs- skirk, subs- skirk, skirk, bleh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Patreon.com slash The Whatnots is where you can support us. Uh, we also do want to give a big shout out to yes. our patrons at the $5 tier. Uh, So thank you to Sam and to Christine uh, for helping us uh, make all all, all of this fantastic content. We appreciate you guys. And Mm -hmm. with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.